We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Um, Carl wanted some advice on dating women. Well, Carl, here's what I will tell you. The first thing, with a woman, the one thing to keep in mind, to attract a woman as a man, you have to come across as if you don't need her. You may like her, but you don't need her. You can pay your own bills. You don't need her for any kind of assistance on the rent. You don't need her for a car payment. You don't need her for help of any sort. She respects that in the sense that you're not coming to her with your hand out. Now, here's the other thing. As a man, and what women don't realize, we hold that same standard for them. But they think a lot of times they can come to us the same way. This is the reason why I say, as long as a woman can pay her bills and you can pay yours, there's a chance you guys can make it. Another thing, make sure you take care of and invest in yourself first. Don't ever get to a point where you're putting women first when it comes down to considerations. I'll give you an example. I had a friend of mine who found out, of course, that there were a lot of single black women in Atlanta. And he moves to Atlanta. And what happens, he started being treated like the rest of the guys there, right? So it was very difficult for him to get established even though they had an abundance of women there. What I told him was, instead of you moving to Atlanta, how about staying where you are? And then handpicking a woman from Atlanta, you'll be appreciated more because she will feel as though she has something special or something different. You go in there, you're just part of the problem and not part of the solution. Plain and simple. Now, another thing too. Guys, I tell you about the friend zone, right? Three o'clock guy, six o'clock guy, nine o'clock guy, and midnight guy. Now, out of all four categories, the only two guys she respects, nine o'clock guy and the 12 o'clock guy. 12 o'clock guy, she respects him, but expects nothing out of him. He's the guy that doesn't have to do anything to sleep with her. He doesn't have to do anything to be with her at any time. He so chooses. Because here's one thing, she prioritizes him, and he's usually the guy that's been with her through thick and thin. But he's not the male girlfriend. He is her emotional affirmation. He's the guy, when she's feeling down about herself, 
she has a bad situation in her relationship, she goes to who? Goes to him. Now, the nine o'clock guy, of course, he's the guy that has something going on and she can't wait to get with him. He's graduated from college, he's joining the NFL. There's something big, some catalyst in his life where she wants to be on that wave so she could be with him. The problem with the nine o'clock guy is a lot of times he get those barnacles, those women that are materialistic and the only thing they want to do is just cash in with him. Now, a lot of these guys who figure this out in that process, take for instance, a guy's going to law school. And this girl was complaining about, damn, you know, you study too much. You need to spend more time with me, da-da-da. Well, when you graduate from law school, we'll be able to afford this and we'll be able to afford that. She doesn't realize she's already put herself on the back burner. That female study partner he's with, she has a better chance of being his wife over his own girlfriend because of that particular disposition and attitude. That's the way it works. Now, women usually put men in those categories. Usually if you're a six o'clock guy, you're going to be the entertainer. You're going to be the buffoon, the guy that makes her laugh, the guy that takes her out, the guy that's going to try to get serious with her at some point, but she's not going to ever get serious with you. She loves what you do for her, not for who you are. Three o'clock guy is that chump that's going to constantly think that he has a chance with her. And she's going to tell him everything that's going on about her and her man. He's a male girlfriend, male girlfriend with the penis. So I hope that kind of clarified things for you, sir. The main thing to keep in mind is this. If a woman thinks that she could figure you out very easily, she's not interested. And what she will do is move on. See, women like challenges to a certain point. When you become a little bit too heavy for them, some of them will just say, hey, you know what, I can't do this. And that's to be expected. Because what a lot of them like to do is to reach that low watermark. If they're all coming back with barbs or snide remarks, that kind of thing, that's a dead giveaway. You don't need them. But here's the thing, too. Don't get to a point where you're hyper-masculine or you're trying to overcompensate. They look at that as a weakness as well. They look at that as being insecure. It's got to be a balance. It's got to be measured. That's the key. And understand that you're not going to appeal to every woman, and you should not. Just like every woman does not appeal to every man. And when you find a woman who's trying to appeal to every man, you're going to like me no matter what, that guy already knows. Don't sleep with her. Don't date her. She's desperate. She'll more than likely try to get pregnant because she's looking for approval or affirmation. Now, there are some guys that believe that, you know, what I'll do is never affirm her. So in that way, she's on a perpetual quest, chasing the carrot. That works through a short period of time. Women have gotten through that. They understand that. And a lot of these women, they're not going to waste that time. 
you'd be talking about more younger, insecure women who's chasing that carrot of affirmation a lot of times because they need to have some kind of validation by a man like, you like me, I know I'm attractive. But what the problem is with that, the people that usually validate her are down the food chain when it comes to men. These are the guys that agree with them. And let me tell you something, guys. The easier you are to persuade with a woman, the less she thinks of you. This is the reason why a lot of these effeminate men, these simps, simple impotent male prototypes who are echoing everything that these women say. This is how these guys leech off of these women sexually. And the women will have sex with them, but they won't respect them. They'll sleep with this very same guy that they'll call a bitch when she's mad at him. Because she doesn't even refer to him as a man. She has no respect for him. Now, another thing as a man you have to come to grips with, too. You're going to have to realize at what level of woman, caliber of woman, is your standard. And one thing I will tell you, don't fall subpar. Don't wind up like a lot of these guys who would just take a woman just because she has a vagina. Have your standards and stick with them. Because here's the thing, a woman who's into you, she's going to raise the bar to get up to that level. But then you have some that won't and they're going to ask you to lower the bar. Those are the women you don't need. Those are the women that will trip you up. You mess around to get them pregnant, they put you on child support, and you've been in the world of hell. You don't want to deal with that particular element of women. So you're going to have to have the strata of women you're going to deal with. And create a do not fuck list. That is a list of certain circumstances and situations that women are in that precludes them from having sex with them, from you having sex with them. I highly recommend that you do this. Excuse me. Because a lot of people don't, and they wind up trying to sleep with everybody. See, here's the thing. If you are the stereotypical male that a woman envisions of being desperate for pussy and will sleep with anybody, she's going to treat you like the lowest common denominator. Because you're no longer a challenge. You're snooping after her. This is one of the difficulties men have on dating sites. Unfortunately, women think that a lot of times the men can't do without them. That's the reason why they're on the site. So therefore, the women have that attitude where, oh, well, you know, he's desperate. This is the reason why a lot of them treat men the same way. Less than. What you have to remember is that even on dating sites, the majority of women that contact you, the reason why they're contacting you is because if they're contacting you first, more than likely something's wrong with them. It could be emotional, it could be mental, it could be situational, it could be behavioral. Usually there's something wrong with the woman. That's the way it is. Now you may find some that really like you who are okay, but the likelihood is 
the opposite. And you have to go and see what shoe is going to drop. I can tell you firsthand, every woman that's approached me, except for about maybe five, had something wrong with them. And the thing is, they'll tell you, well, nobody's perfect. You hear that so many times, right? State the obvious. When they say that, watch for the qualifier. And you want to look at see you want to look and see what kind of situation that person is bringing to you. And usually, it's associated with a relationship. Nine times out of ten, they're separated. They're married but want to cheat. They're in a relationship but don't want to be in it anymore. Be mindful of that. Now. <clears throat> other things if a woman has an agenda a financial agenda for you take for instance she comes out and she says well I only go to five star restaurants guess who she's going to respect the guy who refuses to take her not the guy who does reason being she never had to prove herself so what she's doing is making you look stupid. And then after that, she has set the standard for you. You're going to be the high-paying fool for her while there's going to be a 12 o'clock guy out there who doesn't have to do a damn thing. And everything you're paying to work for, she's giving him for free. I remember one time there was a lady that I was talking to and we were thinking about dating but she told me that she had this guy that she was kind of interested in but she was still teetering, teetering around. Well, eventually she told me, well, things didn't work out between he and I and, you know, we could be friends and we could start seeing each other. Well, friendship came down to the first night I had her legs up in there, basically. Well, here I am thinking that this lady was independent. She was telling me she was an entrepreneur. She was so independent. Uh, she made her own living. She didn't need a man. I got all of this shit from her. Well, what happened? She was actually seeing this other guy. And this other guy was taking care of her rent, taking care of her car payment. But she tried to project that image of independence. Now, I didn't know if she had started seeing this other guy because I thought from what she told me that they had broken up or weren't going to start up. And one evening, I'll never forget it, she was in my arms and she said, you know, I got to go. I said, all right. She's like, yeah, he's going to get upset. And I said, what do you mean he's going to get upset? She's like, oh. And then I said, no, you might as well go on and tell me. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, I moved in with him. And I said, well, I said, thought you were so independent and you had your own place, you had your own car, and you had all this other stuff. Yeah, well, things kind of got tough for me. And I said, when were you going to tell me? As if I really cared. And she was like, well, I was planning on telling you. She knew at that point 
she had lost some credibility. And being that she did that, as far as I saw it, and I let her know as she got dressed and walked out, I said, you know, from now on, you're just going to come over here. We're going to have sex, and that's it. I don't even want to talk to you about anything else. We're just going to have sex, and if you can't do that, we don't need to be together. And she's like, that's what you think of me? I said, that's what you thought of yourself. I'm just reflecting that reality. She didn't come over no more, so everything was cool for me. The thing you have to come to grips with, sir, is that you're going to have these games with women. Because, see, what women will do, they will categorize a man as being that friend. If she respects him and has interest in him, he'll be that 9 o'clock guy. Potential is what they usually use for that guy. And the other guy that she's not interested in but she likes being around him. He makes her laugh and all these other things. And he's the guy that usually would have to grow on her to get into a relationship. That's the six o'clock guy. Now, she'll date a six o'clock guy well before she'd even think about a three o'clock guy. Three o'clock guy is the lowest. Twelve o'clock guy, she knows not to ask him for a damn thing. They just have sex. She could vent a little bit, but he don't really want to hear a lot of that stuff she's talking about, about her relationship. It's like her little vacation for some dick. And then after that, she take her ass back home. That's all that's for. And the 9 o'clock guy, of course, is her future, as she sees it. The guy with the potential. Now, another thing, sir. If a woman ever admits that she had cheated in the past to you, when she says something like, yeah, we broke up because I cheated on him, I want you to think about one thing. Doesn't mean she's been cured from it. It's nice that she's, you know, telling you this. But now you know she has a capacity to cheat. So, would you put her in a high category or classification of a woman you'd want to be with? More than likely not. And she's going to make up every excuse about people aren't perfect, etc., etc. The answer is you will be able to be with me, but I will never take you seriously enough for a relationship. It would be sex, and that's it. And then there would be a limited basis on that. Because if she's already deceptive, <laughs> she's worked on her skills, man. She hadn't quit. That's the way you have to look at it. Now, another thing. If a woman starts out with you about money, wanting to know where you work, how much money you make, or what career you're in, what she's going to more than likely do is go on salary.com and try to get an estimate of your salary. She's sizing you up that way. Your money will always be more important than you are to her. Don't fall for it. 
See, the guy that's too agreeable with the woman, she would never, she never take him seriously and never look at him as a man or a leader in the relationship. It just won't happen. She feels as though she has to take charge. If you meet a woman and she runs an ad on a posted dating site, and then after you start texting her, She's like, well, maybe we can go to dinner, you know, in a couple of weeks. I'm busy right now. I'm going to tell you something. You're an afterthought. Because here's the problem for her. She reminded herself that she needed to have a guy in her life. And the only reason why she did that was just to have to check a box. You don't hold your life up for people like that that are always busy and they're still trying to make a make time where they could be with you and then when you're on a date with them or out with them, it's like you're under the clock. No, don't do it. You don't need to. Tell her up front, hey, look, you know what? When you've got your life together, maybe. But the answer is no. Because, see, women are used to telling men to get it together to get their lives together. Ladies, let me tell you something. Some men don't want to get it together because they don't want you. When you come in with a situation where you're telling the guy to get things together, he looks at it from the standpoint, why should I get my shit together for you when you're not the person that I'm looking for? I'm looking for this other lady who I don't have to do all that for. This is a good way for many of you ladies to cut your nose off. I'm serious. With guys. And for God's sake, ladies, if you ever make a demand of a man to have his own car, house, and income and all that, make sure you have your own too. Because if you don't, he is going to humiliate and embarrass the hell out of you. Especially if he has way more than you do. This is how you asked to be dogged out by a man. Because he will do it. He'll drag you through the mud over it. Now, another thing. If she has coupons, don't be ashamed. If you guys are on a date and she has coupons, you go to somewhere like Princeton, you might say, hey, you know what? Let's go to Red Lobster. She's like, you know what? We could go. I got coupons. What she's telling you is, I can work with you and help us save money. That's a positive, fellas. Don't get get cocky. Don't get egotistical. Don't let that misogynist shit come in where you're going to go and say, no, that's okay. I'm man. I pay for everything. No. Do that. Because when you've done that, you let her know that she has a piece of equity in that decision. You listen to her. That woman that's demanding you take her to a five-star restaurant on the first date, tell her to go to hell. That woman that tells you that if you're going to buy her a birthday gift, it should cost a minimum $300, tell her to go to hell. Don't do it. Don't do it, fellas. It's not worth it. That person is not worth that. The reason being, they don't have an identity. Their identity is associated with things. 
if she starts dropping names of celebrities, if she starts dropping names of uh, certain designers, and don't deal with her. Just don't. Here's the, dip, the reason why, and I had to learn this from dating wealthy women. You know what they don't do? They don't talk about brand names because it's a standard in their world. Poor people do that. People that are trying to climb up that social scale, does they do that. Because you're dealing with that mentality. And breaking yourself from that mentality is something else. The thirst, that's another thing. Some women actually think that men want them based on their own narcissism. Fellas, use that to your advantage. Patronize them. But here's the thing. Never go for them. Because you know damn well, she's not what you want. But you don't want to ruin her self-esteem. You want to keep her as a friend because there's a good possibility she has a friend that's not as fucked up as she is. And she'd be a better deal for you. You'd be surprised. I found a lot of good women that way. You have that narcissistic friend that, you know, she's got herself on that pedestal, and these underlings are, you know, putting up, putting her up there because they're thirsty, and you're not. And you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, "Good." And here's the thing too: if she's at that point, make it where she doesn't have interest in you. That works to your advantage as well. Because see, what she'll do then is think that she's better than you. And that's cool too. The reason being is that she's not that important. She's not important at all. Except for her to be a conduit for you to meet someone better than she. That's all she is. You don't have to dog her out or nothing like that. But you guys will never be together. Now here's the interesting thing too. And Carl, I think you asked something about this in one of your emails. I'm trying to respond as thoroughly as I can to this one. And that was, why is it that people think that lighter skin equals to being attractive? Usually people with inferiority complexes based on color, skin color, they're the ones that believe that ideology. It's like a religion. The woman could be fat, have stretch marks, sagging titties and everything, and it could be a dark-skinned black woman that's shaped like a Coke bottle, and they would still find that out-of-shape, lighter woman more attractive than a darker woman because they're looking at shades, skin color, in regards to going up that economic scale because naturally people associate lighter skin with more education, being wealthier, etc., etc., which is a myth because you look at it, the majority of people 
who did not acquire the wealth and all the rest, they're lighter skinned people because they're the majority globally. And we don't think about that. Now, here's the thing, too, that's a sad um, thing you need to consider. Fellas, anytime a woman uses a self-appropriated title, queen, magistrate, um, countess, princess, whatever the hell it is, if it's not her real name, The minute you call her that, she's lost respect for you. <laughs> I'm telling you. See, here's the thing. You're on a childhood level at that particular juncture in your life with that person. She calls herself a queen. Children call themselves queens and kings. That means the self-esteem is so low you could trip over it. Folks, don't do that to yourself. Don't put yourself in that position. Guys, if she does that, that tells you what you're dealing with. You're dealing with someone that's living in a world of make-believe. Low self-esteem at its finest. You know, it's funny, you don't hear too many other races of people, if any other race, call themselves those self-appropriated titles. I've never been with an Asian, white, Latin, or any other race of woman that use that. Matter of fact, I have one friend who's an actual countess. And guess what she doesn't do? She doesn't use that title until she goes to Europe. And she's biracial, half African-American and half European. And in her family lineage, she was the next one to become a countess. And she is legit, but doesn't use it. So I just find it interesting. And now, what we see is this. We see these changes. And we have to understand, there are a lot of people that really don't have what it takes for them to make it alone in life without tearing others down. Because they want to make people feel like they do about themselves. The better you feel about yourself, the better you will appeal to others. Simply put, that's the way it goes. But in closing, in this particular segment, the only thing I would tell you guys is one fundamental thing. Be yourself, be true to yourself, and more so than anything, 
when a person sees that you don't need them, that's appealing. Because you're going to attract the right kind of person. When you deal with a person who perceives you as needing someone, more than likely you're going to attract the wrong type of individual. Somebody who's going to exploit you. Somebody's going to think they're doing you a favor by being in your company. That's the way it works. Take care, folks. act okay until you fuck her and then not a bitch losing her mind Hi everyone Jocelyn here romantic truth and thank you so much folks for sending in your email I really appreciate it we're going to be also doing uh, some Reddit posts as well, some comments on those as well later on. Maybe in a few podcasts or so. And what do we have from Billy? This is dated December 12th, 2021. I've listened to your show, learned a lot, am still learning. One problem that I'm facing right now is I've gone against your better judgment on this. I'm 28 years old, and I'm messing around with a 42-year-old married woman. The only problem we're having is that when we're together and having sex, she only wants me to do anal with her. She will not allow me to go inside of her, and she will not give me oral. She expects oral from me, but the only thing she gives me is anal. I'll admit it's really good, and I can't complain, It's something I've always wanted to do with women. But I would like to get inside that vagina one good time because it seems like it's so tight and juicy. I'm just wondering, why is she doing this? I don't know where the relationship's going to lead to. But right now, I'm enjoying at least that part of it. We only meet at my place, and it's every Thursday and Saturday night. Any comments? I would really appreciate them. Billy, Youngstown, Ohio. Billy, um, here's what I tell you, friend. The reason why she's giving you the backdoor treatment is for a couple of things. One, if she gets any kind of infection or anything like that, the JJ is pristine. She's got that for the husband. Now, some women are like that where they will only allow the husband, if they're cheating, to deal with the vagina. And she's not doing oral on you, she's reserved that for the husband. Now, if she was separated or divorced, maybe she would change up. The one thing she's trying to do is not get caught. That's key. So, 
you're doing the job that she would not give her husband. Now, another thing I'll tell you too is this. She may be doing this because some women, if they've had children before, they are not quite as tight. And sometimes when you cross the legs or put them in a changing table position on their back, it doesn't really tighten them up enough where you get in there and it's wet and then all of a sudden you go soft. A lot of times what you'll wind up doing, women will wind up going anal because it's a tighter grip. Some women will. It depends on how they're wired. And they can orgasm from that. Others, they just may do it just for the hell of it, just to get you to shut up. And then there are a lot of women that won't do it at all. I think it was something like 65% of women on the Statista at least tried anal one time with their boyfriend or husband. Now, here's the one thing that I will tell you. I would not be in that relationship long if I were you. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be in it at all. Because here's the problem I see. First of all, you're dealing with a married woman that's 20 years your senior damn near. Also, there's another thing. She probably has affirmation issues when it comes to men. You're the younger man that's giving her the validation that still says she's hot. However, she's still trying to appease her husband. And that's the moral context. That's probably the reason why she's not going down on you, but she wants you to go down on her. That's the reason why all of the rest of the stuff she's doing, she's exempting you from some of those things because you're not in a place as she sees it of deserving what she's offering in that regard. So you're going to run into that problem. That's standard. But here's what I would also tell you too. Do not get emotionally involved with this woman. I guarantee you, and I don't know you from a can of beans in Tennessee, but I guarantee you this much. There's a good possibility when you deal with this woman, she kind of treats you like you're a specimen. She probably treats you like you're an object. She doesn't feel as though you deserve her. And again, I don't know either one of you, but I'm just assessing that. And the reason why I say that, usually when women get into extramarital affairs with guys, it's a no holds barred thing. I mean, usually they'll go all the way with everything. So this tells me that being that she's so regimented, she's still having sex with her husband. And she doesn't want to come down with any kind of STDs or anything like that. And she's like, well, the minimal it would be would be some kind of infection back there. Place that probably a husband doesn't go. Now don't be surprised if she ends this relationship abruptly. I'm almost sure she will. Because apparently she still has a reverence for her husband. But not so much love. Maybe the lifestyle that he's providing her. If she has grandkids, family, and all that, she don't want to blow all that for you. So it's just something for you to consider. Best of luck to you, sir. All right, what else we have here? I'm really interested in this cheating series that you're doing. 
My name is Kelly, and I'm doing research right now on this very topic. I'm running across a situation now where I, a married woman at 58 years of age, is in the process of trying to break off an extramarital affair. It's been approximately five years since he and I started. My husband has no idea that I've been with this man for almost five and a half, close to six years. We've done everything. We've gone to the Mediterranean. We have gone so many places as a couple that people actually think we're married. It took me a while to gain the confidence of my husband to think that I was doing my job as a travel agent. Every time I would leave, I would take this gentleman with me. And we've had the best of lives and fun. Now he wants to get serious. His wife passed away recently and he wants me into his life a little bit more. I'm not really ready for that yet and I don't love my husband anymore. That situation is completely DOA. I'm just with him now for his retirement. I know it sounds cold, but we've never had a good marriage. After I had the children, he had no use for me. He was out chasing younger women. He left me there, and finally I met this guy, and things heated up. I felt like a woman once again. I felt loved. I could engage in conversations. I didn't have a care in the world when I was with this man. He did everything for me. My husband quit opening doors for me about five years after our marriage. This man treats me like a rose. The only problem is now, he really wants to get serious. He's giving me an ultimatum or he's gonna tell my husband that we've had this long affair. I'm at a crossroads and I'm wondering what would be the best solution here for me to tell my husband or for him to. Now I'm not too sure if my husband would even care, but the one thing I cannot afford now is for him to divorce me because I don't have the kind of money put away that he does in his retirement. Just curious to find out your opinion. Okay, uh, ma'am, I'll be straight up with you. I don't know what kind of research you're doing, but I will tell you one thing, and I'm not going to impugn your character on that because I don't know nothing about your research. Just from what you shared with me in this email, you got to be one of the lowest of the low. See, what you like doing, and I'm just going to say this straight out, you like wounding men. You're like one of those hunters that Instead of killing the animal outright, you get a thrill out of letting that animal suffer. You throw the spear into the jugular 
and you let the animal wander around aimlessly, bleeding out. This is what you've done with both men, believe it or not. You're only with your husband for what he can provide for you financially. You were only with this other man because he was letting you have fun. And now that the fun is over and you got to be responsible, you don't want to be accountable to either man. You don't want to pursue a relationship with this other man you've had the affair with. Things will find the way they were. He was getting away from his wife. You were getting away from your husband. You had clandestine venues all over the place. You guys were content. You liked the fact that your husband didn't really bother you. And you could go and do it as you pleased. And you really didn't care about his welfare. You just cared about his bank account. Fellas, this is an example of I love you, but I'm not in love with you. This is an example of I love what you do, but I don't love you. So, in both of these cases, let's be honest, ma'am. The only person that's really receiving any kind of love or affection or empathy is you from yourself. Now, I would venture to say, and I don't know this, and I don't know where you're from, but I would say that you're more than likely an Aries. They're preservationists. And those of you who are Aries, please don't be offended by this. This is a characteristic of that sign sometimes. Selfishness. Me first, damn damn everybody else. I would say to you, ma'am, and I'd love to uh, take a look at your research whenever you fin- finish it. I've given you the link and everything to the show. Love to have you on as a guest as well. But in any case, I think that you really, really need to think about it. Now, to answer your question, simply put, if you go on and tell your husband, I'm sure he's not going to care, but no man likes being told something about his wife by another man. That's just the way it goes. So at least do the honorable thing there. But you may want to be in an environment where you tell him while there are other people around. Because you never know what the reaction will be. That's just what I would do if I were you. But it's up to you. You're a grown woman. Make your own decisions. I'm not going to make them for you. All right. Let's see what we have here. Dated December 14th, 2021. I'm Marjorie. Love your show. I've turned my coworkers on to you. We all listen to your podcast. You helped out a couple of friends of mine and they would love to be on your show. Please hit them up. I've enclosed their contact information. I have a serious problem. It's this new guy that I'm dating. I've only been divorced three months. 
and I've met this guy on Tinder. I know, I know, it's a bad spot to meet the, meet anyone. The problem I'm having now, though, however, is that he told me he was never married. And in our conversation yesterday, he slipped up and said that he still was. I don't know what to believe. He told me that he didn't have any children. Now I find out he has three. Not all of them are by the same woman. It's like every time I talk to this guy, I go out with him, there's a new shoe to drop. I'm deathly afraid of going forward with him, but I like him a lot. He's very charming, and he makes me feel like I'm on top of the world. But it's just that thing I can't get past. Any ideas as to how I can address this with him? Because every time I bring it up, he deflects and talks about other happier things. Yes, my dear, let me tell you. What's happening here is this. It seems as though he likes doing this because this is his only way of getting women. This is a pathetic way of getting women. Ladies, a man that does what we call a drag-along with you, and a drag-along is when a person tells you breadcrumbs of things to lead you in a certain direction. He's doing this because of one fundamental thing. There is something far more horrific that he's leading you to besides this. What could that be? Have you been to his house yet? If you haven't, that's probably because his wife occupies that space with him. He's probably hadn't revealed that yet. Do not be surprised if this man is living off of women or even his ex-wife. Well, wife. There's no ex in it. You need to follow your intuition. Women know better. And a lot of women listening now, they would already know the bail. What's taking you so long? Because there's nothing good for you coming out of this. There is no upside for you on this. The only thing that I can see you facing here is degradation, humiliation, and the loss of a lot of money. If he can't be upfront with you in the beginning, he had to lie to you in order to get your attention, and now he's coming clean, what he's doing, my dear, is he's a facade. And this is the only way guys like this can get women. You met on Tinder. That was a clue right there. That should have told you something. What those guys are trying to do on Tinder on those women, they're just trying to get sex. That's pretty much it. And it's not a knock against Tinder, but that's what people use it for. People repurpose everything you can imagine. Now, the people at Tinder probably want to come out and have a cool dating site for younger people to meet. And instead, the people went and they used it as a meat market. So, what I would say to you, my dear, cut your losses now. 
it's going to only lead to worse things in the future. He's dropping these things down with this drag along because there is something else because he's got to feed the monster, whatever the monster is. He's got to feed that and he's going to drag you in to a big mess as a meal for that monster. Euphemistically, what am I talking about being a monster? The hell that his relationship is in and his life is in. You don't know what's going on with this man. This man could have three child support orders against him. You don't know. And the thing is, he's dropping this on you. Gradually. Well, he could have told you the truth in the beginning and said he was married and had three kids. I just say, that's a no-brainer. It's a no. Don't even get a second uh, second guess because here's what's going to happen. Once he sees that you're kind of okay with it, he's going to push the accelerator. And then the next thing he's going to try to do is to see how far he can get away with things with you. See, one thing that men do, ladies, they will come in with an initial lie and see how you react to it. And once you absorb that lie or consume it, they say, okay, well, let's see now. She ate one meal. Let me give her two meals. Because what they're trying to see is how far they can take it. And what that does, what lies do for guys is it buys them more time. That's right. So guys lies buys time. That's the reason why they use it. But being that he lied to you, he doesn't expect for you to be with him long. Because you're going to figure him out. And when you do, he would like to have bitten you or burned you prior to your leaving. Think about it, my dear. More in a moment, folks. Everyone, Johnson here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, and uh, we're still continuing to talk about cheating, infidelity, extramarital affairs, and sex. Now, what has happened, Brian wrote me, and he wrote me on December 13th. He asked me not to read the email verbatim, but he wanted me to talk about this subject just to give my input on it. He told me I could outline it, but just don't use any names or location. He's still trying to weave through a very delicate situation with his spouse. Let me give you an idea of what's going on first. He and his wife have been married for about 10 years now. And ever since about last year, the marriage has been winding down. 
rapidly. The wife doesn't want to have sex with them anymore. They have two children together. After he comes from work, he has to clean up the house, wash the dishes, cook dinner, and take care of the kids with their homework. When he returns home, she automatically goes upstairs and goes to bed. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to be bothered. Everything he asks her, she'll just say, okay. The last time they had sex was back in November of 2020. Since then, she's advised him to go get a prostitute, try one of her friends, She suggested all kinds of alternatives besides sleeping with her. She recently moved out of the bedroom and she sleeps in the living room watching television all night. She tells him she's depressed. Now, Ryan's been putting up with this for the longest. What he's decided to do now is to drop the kids off to the grandparents to his folks for a while and they were going to try to work on their marriage and he asked her about counseling. She flatly refused. She says nothing's wrong with her. She just needs some time to see whether or not she can find the momentum to get back into the groove of the relationship. So he thought. Well, the wife started becoming very elusive. He'd call her during the day to see how she's doing, text her, He wasn't getting any responses. He comes home recently and she tells him she wants to separate. He wants to know why. She says, no, I just need some time to myself. He agrees. He tells her she's always welcome back. Where are you going to stay? Let me pay the first, last security at least. She tells him, don't worry about that. I have all that covered. Reluctantly, he agrees. He volunteers to help her move. She refuses and declines his invitation. She has a moving company to move her things. Brian is under the impression that it's going to be probably permanent. A lot of the things go into storage. He's still maintaining the kids. His grandparents, his parents are helping him out with the children. One of the family members volunteered to come and help him. Straighten everything out, rearrange. She's cleaning up the house. She's one of his nieces. And she's really doing a stellar job from what he described. She's in her 20s, early 20s, just finished college. She lives with him, and she tells the grandparents it's okay to bring the kids back home. She's taking care of them. Now what she's done, she started to fill in the gap that the wife never fulfilled. The wife has now moved away. He gets a text message from the wife. A couple of months later, 
she says, we need to talk in person. He's elated by this, thinking that he's got his wife back. He tells his niece about this. The niece is very skeptical, along with his family. He meets her at a restaurant, and this is where he tells her she she tells him she wants a divorce. And at this point, he's wanting to know why. He's gone through everything possible for her, and he wanted answers. That's when she admitted to him that she was pregnant. He was elated at first, thinking that it was his child. She revealed to him that she has been having an affair with another gentleman for the last four years. That gentleman was married and finally divorced his wife and he has asked for her to move in with him. Of course, he was upset, hurt, angry, all of the above. They left after that rendezvous and he realized it was over. He contacted an attorney to get things going in motion. She was pretty confident in her decision, at least until a week before Thanksgiving. And what happened this past Thanksgiving? The guy that she was supposed to build a future with told her to get the hell out of his house. He only wanted to see how far she would go in betraying her husband for him. He then humiliated her by saying, I'm dating a woman in her 20s. What would I want with a woman in her mid-40s who's a mother of two, who's somebody else's wife? Hurt by this, she goes back to her husband and begs and pleads for her to take him for him to take her back. In a way he wants to, but in many other ways his family's saying no. His family has put him into this position where they've pretty much helped him out financially throughout their marriage. In essence, when he came up short on his own income, the family contributed in order to save the house. When COVID hit and he lost his job, car payments, those kind of things. And the reason why he writes me is because he's debating now because he does want his family back together. And he said that he's willing to take on his wife, even though she's pregnant with another man's child. But he's afraid of losing the connection he has with his family. Because in his earlier life, he had made some mistakes and went against the family, got in some legal trouble, and it was the family that saw him through. I wrote him back, and basically, I told him, it's a no-brainer. You stick with your family. 
plain and simple. I personally would not be so ready to divorce this woman. The reason being that man could pay you child support. That's a price that would have to be paid. Now, apparently she had a plan that was structured to be with this other man. She probably had everything all figured out. The guy led her on. And more than likely what he wanted to do was to see how far he could make a fool of her before letting her go. Now, don't forget, this man was married and got divorced. I'm willing to bet you dimes to donuts. Since he did that and she didn't, that was the straw that broke the camel's back as far as things working out between the two of them. Now, she's going to have this other man's baby. And the way I see it, Brian is more than likely going to take this woman back. I can almost guarantee you that. And he's going to have to grapple with the reality of his family because once they abandon him, he's going to be all alone without a support mechanism. And that would fall into the hands of where she wants him. Isolated. And more than likely, she's going to continue the pattern of behavior once she gets back into that familiar environment. And being now that she's pregnant, she's going to be even lazier than she was before. I recommend not divorcing her, letting her stay with the man, whomever she wants to stay with, whether it's another man or whatever, and make her stew in her own decision. Because this was an autonomous choice. She made that choice. Plain and simple. Now when he goes to court, it's gonna look really bad on her part that she's impregnated by another man and that she separated from him, basically just moved out and moved into this man's place. But I'm willing to bet you that other guy only wanted her as a temporary placeholder, basically a piece of ass until he found someone younger. And now that he's done this, he's trying to get her out of the picture because she's nothing but just in the way. So she served a bodily function for him, and that was it. Folks, these kinds of situations occur on a daily basis throughout the world. When that partner starts shutting down and changing up their routine, that's a red flag. When they fail to communicate and go silent on you, they're either thinking something or doing something that's covert, just like a child does. You know, you sit there and you're in the living room, TV's playing, kids laughing, and then all of a sudden they stop laughing. And you go in there and check on them to see what they're doing. Now they may be playing quietly, 
or they may be doing something they shouldn't be doing. And it's the same way with relationships. Now, here's what I think happened in Brian's situation. I think, first of all, she had felt neglected along the way. Now, here's the thing. It probably happened after they had the children. Depression hits people in different ways, especially postpartum depression. It can hit them in different ways. This is not an excuse for it or her for her behavior, but she probably did not have a good self-perception. Being that she already was in that mindset and Brian was taking up the slack being busy, she viewed that as her option, her way out to get into an extramarital affair because she's got the affirmation she needed. He doesn't have time for me. We don't have those intimate moments anymore. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. He picked up the slack in the marriage when it came down to the duties that had to be performed. And therefore, it got to a point where she said, see, he doesn't care. I'm not that attractive. Let me find someone that will make me feel better. And that's how that began. Once again, low self-esteem. We don't like to look at it that way. But sometimes, like they say, that horrible euphemism, it is what it is. I'll rest my case. More in a moment, folks. black community are tired of dealing with aggressive, unfeminine, very masculine women. Everyone, Johnson here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. And uh, we're still continuing to talk about cheating, infidelity, extramarital affairs, and sex. Now, what has happened, Brian wrote me, and he wrote me on December 13th. He asked me not to read the email verbatim, but he wanted me to talk about this subject just to give my input on it. He told me I could outline it, but just don't use any names or location. He's still trying to weave through a very delicate situation with his spouse. Let me give you an idea of what's going on. First, he and his wife have been married for about 10 years now. And ever since about last year, the marriage has been winding down rapidly. 
the wife doesn't want to have sex with them anymore. They have two children together. After he comes from work, he has to clean up the house, wash the dishes, cook dinner, and take care of the kids with their homework. When he returns home, she automatically goes upstairs and goes to bed. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to be bothered. Everything he asks her, she'll just say, okay. The last time they had sex was back in November of 2020. Since then, she's advised him to go get a prostitute, try one of her friends, She suggested all kinds of alternatives besides sleeping with her. She recently moved out of the bedroom and she sleeps in the living room watching television all night. She tells him she's depressed. Now, Ryan's been putting up with this for the longest. What he's decided to do now is to drop the kids off to the grandparents to his folks for a while and they were going to try to work on their marriage and he asked her about counseling. She flatly refused. She says nothing's wrong with her. She just needs some time to see whether or not she can find the momentum to get back into the groove of the relationship. So he thought. Well, the wife started becoming very elusive. He'd call her during the day to see how she's doing, text her, He wasn't getting any responses. He comes home recently and she tells him she wants to separate. He wants to know why. She says, no, I just need some time to myself. He agrees. He tells her she's always welcome back. Where are you going to stay? Let me pay the first, last security at least. She tells him, don't worry about that. I have all that covered. Reluctantly, he agrees. He volunteers to help her move. She refuses and declines his invitation. She has a moving company to move her things. Brian is under the impression that it's going to be probably permanent. A lot of the things go into storage. He's still maintaining the kids. His grandparents, his parents are helping him out with the children. One of the family members volunteered to come and help him. Straighten everything out, rearrange. She's cleaning up the house. She's one of his nieces. And she's really doing a stellar job from what he described. She's in her 20s, early 20s, just finished college. She lives with him, and she tells the grandparents it's okay to bring the kids back home. She's taking care of them. Now what she's done, she started to fill in the gap that the wife never fulfilled. The wife has now moved away. He gets a text message from the wife. A couple of months later, she says, we need to talk in person. 
He's elated by this, thinking that he's got his wife back. He tells his niece about this. The niece is very skeptical, along with his family. He meets her at a restaurant, and this is where he tells her she she tells him she wants a divorce. And at this point, he's wanting to know why. He's gone through everything possible for her, and he wanted answers. That's when she admitted to him that she was pregnant. He was elated at first, thinking it was his child. She revealed to him that she has been having an affair with another gentleman for the last four years. That gentleman was married and finally divorced his wife and he has asked for her to move in with him. Of course, he was upset, hurt, angry, all of the above. They left after that rendezvous and he realized it was over. He contacted an attorney to get things going in motion. She was pretty confident in her decision, at least until a week before Thanksgiving. And what happened this past Thanksgiving? The guy that she was supposed to build a future with told her to get the hell out of his house. He only wanted to see how far she would go in betraying her husband for him. He then humiliated her by saying, I'm dating a woman in her 20s. What would I want with a woman in her mid-40s who's a mother of two, who's somebody else's wife? Hurt by this, she goes back to her husband and begs and pleads for her to take him for him to take her back. In a way he wants to, but in many other ways his family's saying no. His family has put him into this position where they've pretty much helped him out financially throughout their marriage. In essence, when he came up short on his own income, the family contributed in order to save the house. When COVID hit and he lost his job, car payments, those kind of things. And the reason why he writes me is because he's debating now because he does want his family back together. And he said that he's willing to take on his wife, even though she's pregnant with another man's child. But he's afraid of losing the connection he has with his family. Because in his earlier life, he had made some mistakes and went against the family, got in some legal trouble, and it was the family that saw him through. I wrote him back and basically I told him, it's a no-brainer. You stick with your family. Plain and simple. I personally 
would not be so ready to divorce this woman. The reason being, that man could pay you child support. That's a price that would have to be paid. Now, apparently she had a plan that was structured to be with this other man. She probably had everything all figured out. The guy led her on, and more than likely what he wanted to do was to see how far he could make a fool of her before letting her go. Now, don't forget, this man was married and got divorced. I'm willing to bet you dimes to donuts. Since he did that and she didn't, that was the straw that broke the camel's back as far as things working out between the two of them. Now, she's going to have this other man's baby. And the way I see it, Brian is more than likely going to take this woman back. I can almost guarantee you that. And he's going to have to grapple with the reality of his family because once they abandon him, he's going to be all alone without a support mechanism. And that would fall into the hands of where she wants him. Isolated. And more than likely, she's going to continue the pattern of behavior once she gets back into that familiar environment and being now that she's pregnant she's going to be even lazier than she was before i recommend not divorcing her letting her stay with the man whomever she wants to stay with whether it's another man or whatever and make her stew in her own decision because this was an autonomous choice she made that choice plain and simple now when he goes to court it's going to look really bad on her part that she's impregnated by another man and that she's separated from him basically just moved out and moved into this man's place but I'm willing to bet you that other guy only wanted her as a temporary placeholder, basically a piece of ass until he found someone younger. And now that he's done this, he's trying to get her out of the picture because she's nothing but just in the way. So she served a bodily function for him and that was it. Folks, these kinds of situations occur on a daily basis throughout the world. When that partner starts shutting down and changing up their routine, that's a red flag. When they fail to communicate and go silent on you, they're either thinking something or doing something that's covert, just like a child does. You know, you sit there and you're in the living room, TV's playing, kids laughing, and then all of a sudden they stop laughing. And you go in there and check on them to see what they're doing. Now they may be playing quietly or they may be doing something they shouldn't be doing. 
And it's the same way with relationships. Now, here's what I think happened in Brian's situation. I think, first of all, she had felt neglected along the way. Now, here's the thing. It probably happened after they had the children. Depression hits people in different ways, especially postpartum depression. It can hit them in different ways. This is not an excuse for it or her for her behavior, but she probably did not have a good self-perception. Being that she already was in that mindset and Brian was taking up the slack being busy, she viewed that as her option, her way out to get into an extramarital affair because she's got the affirmation she needed. He doesn't have time for me. We don't have those intimate moments anymore. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. He picked up the slack in the marriage when it came down to the duties that had to be performed. And therefore, it got to a point where she said, see, he doesn't care. I'm not that attractive. Let me find someone that will make me feel better. And that's how that began. Once again, low self-esteem. We don't like to look at it that way. But sometimes, like they say, that horrible euphemism, it is what it is. I'll rest my case. More in a moment, folks. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.